You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, there's the thumbs up from Eddie. Al, how you be? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I got a postcard in the mail. Wow, we haven't gone to all the time. Yeah, so in fact, it even begins, Al and Jerry, oh, hi there. Not sure if the summer postcards are still a segment on the podcast. And if not, maybe this one could start its relaunch. A little jump start. But wanted to send one to y'all as I'm visiting this beautiful, smallish town in Asheville, hoping to relocate here by the end of the year. Is that South Carolina or Texas? It is uh, one of the Carolinas. Okay. Let's see. This is Asheville, North Carolina. North Jerry. Carolina. Yeah. He says uh, to the end of the year, if things fall into place professionally and financially, New York City will always be a part of me. 46 years here. But time for a change. I love it. See ya, Sal. Sal, I love it. I might I, move to Asheville. This looks very nice based on this postcard, Jerry. beautiful. Right? Yeah. We had, uh, Small we had town a town America. We had a caller today from uh, Thailand. We did. And I, I was talking to him, and I know G was talking to you on the talk back when I asked him, you know, why Thailand? Yeah. And he said, I went on vacation, and I could not believe how beautiful it was. I really had no ties home. I decided to move here. And he's been there for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, the conversation we were having is that we're suspicious of anybody who goes to Thailand yeah, sure. or lives in Thailand. But I, but I guess my point is, even like him, I think it's great when you don't become idle or complacent. Mm-hmm. And you do something like that. Yeah. I think it's because I want to. I can't, and I'm not going to leave the job, but there's a big part of me that wants to do something else somewhere. Yeah, we always talked about uh, there was a uh, saleswoman here. In name. Her name was Annie, or is still Annie. She's still alive. Yes. She up and left and moved to Australia. Yeah. She was there a couple years, and now she's back uh, but living in here Florida, in America. Though, now. But, all right, she moved back and moved to Florida. So, like, even what she did, her move and her path Got her to Florida. Right. The boldest move I made, I was still in my early 20s when I went to Florida. Right. Right? How old? I was 24. Which is a pretty cool move. Yeah, that was a cool move back then. And it's funny how that, for me, came up today with CeeLo on Off the Air. And I forget how it came up, but we were talking about things that have happened at the station and how I was literally within three hours away from calling and accepting a job in Miami. Right. When Eric Spitz called me and said, we're taking you off the overnight and moving up. Are you good with that? And I was like, you're kidding me. After all these months of begging for something, anything, and then nothing being available, I finally made a move and made a phone call and things were going great. And I was about to be living in Miami. And then I was like, wow, I guess I'm here. Yes. Okay. See, things, things And I was happen. excited. And I was excited to stay because I was, I actually liked the schedule and yeah. the evenings and the, the, the day shifts that they gave me. And it was great, but. I was close to making that move, too, with, at the time, Matthew was two, maybe even a little younger than two. So we would have been taking, an in, not an infant, but a small child. Right, which is easier to do than when the child has actual friends. But also taking him to South Florida where we had no family and no help. That's got to be tough. You know, as a, somebody who regrets every move I make in <laughs> life for the most part, Yeah, if I... Had a wife and a you kid. You regret coming back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a wife and a kid yeah. and I had an option to take a new job, 
with already having a job here. So it's not like I was in a desperate situation. So I have a job here. I have a wife and kid. A kid who's in school has friends. And it's a good opportunity. I'm living that right now, Al. But I got to roll the dice and move a kid sure. across the country somewhere. That that's that I I wouldn't be able to make that move either. So that so and this is again be clear before I say it. I'm not getting the job anyway. But the Phoenix Suns job, play-by-play job, is open. I won't even apply for it because of what you just said. What if they actually call yeah. me and say, "We love you, we'd Jerry. like you to come interview"? Yeah. Okay, I'm not but I'm not uprooting the family and going to Phoenix as much as I want to. Can't do it. That's why if you want to do those things, you got to do them. Stay single or do them young. Yeah, you got to do them when you're young. Yeah. Because once you have a family of your own, uh, once you're in an area, your parents get older, your kids get older, like it's hard to just up and leave. let me ask you this, though. Yeah. At what point is the money good enough to where it sets you up for the future and for your kids? It's not just for you because I make enough money here I'm, I'm fine but there's got to be a point where you say guys i mean this is life-changing type of of an opportunity like kevin burkhart for instance i know left his family here and his wife's i think i think his wife's mom passed away but her dad still lives around here i think but they picked up and left and went to la he was doing quite well at sny quite well but Fox is a it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like so, at what point is the job so good that you can't say like can't say no to it? I guess it's different for everybody. That yeah, number. it's the money and the prestige. So right, so for Kevin Burkhardt, the Fox deal is a major major doing Super Bowls now. All right, so let me ask you this, and I'm serious. If I was offered a job with Fox in Los Angeles for eight times what I'm getting paid now, and I admit I I I like where I'm everything's great right now. Am I picking up my kids and my wife and moving to Los Angeles? Yeah, that is that would be a and very I don't know the answer to situation. That. Yeah. My guess is yes, but I can't say that with absolute certainty. She might be miserable. As much as she loves the beach, and I don't know if she would go. Yeah. You know, like uh, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, mm-hmm. and he does not often talk about his wife and kids. Right. Very rarely does it come up, but he talks about you know, he lives in Austin now and yep. he moved from California, but his kids were, they're, they're, they're like, uh, right, just, my, my, my kids, I ages. think they're under, they're, st- I think they're younger than your okay. kids, but he said all oh, that they had come out to uh, Austin and the kids loved it and wanted to move there. But that still feels weird. Like, cause they, they clearly had friends, friends in the Los Angeles, California area. I just, that's such a tough move because it's already nerve wracking to be taking a new job. Right. And then and rolling the dice on taking a new job. No, that's one thing. If you did that here, you you found a different job. Mm-hmm. That's that's stressful. Moving, relocating is stressful. Now you got two things. You got moving and relocating, and now you're adding the kids and your wife, mm-hmm. their feelings not being miserable. Until, yeah. Now the kids, I do believe, a couple of days in school or on a baseball team. Because listen, anytime. Even at six years old, 12 years old, you go play on a new team, which happens often. Doesn't seem as daunting as going to walking into a new school right. where everybody knows each other. When you join a team, most of the time there are always new players. Within one practice, and I see it all the time, kids are talking, exchanging numbers, and I'm not going to call them friends. They're not friends that quickly. But all of a sudden, it's very familiar and then a couple of practices in, now they kind of are friends, and they are hanging out, and they are talking. So I don't think it takes the kids that long as long as you have active kids. And I, as long as they're willing to go along with it in the first place. Yes, like I think I would think it would be easier to move at the end of spring where you're not going to just move in. You probably don't even finish the school year out, but get them on a team somewhere. And then you figure out school based on the fringe, and it's just it's a much easier transition, I would yeah. think. You know, Matthew's at an age now, he's done with high school. So at this point, we could do anything with him. He doesn't care. He could even stay if he wanted, I suppose, at 18 years old, soon to be 19. But the little one is the one, he's he's, he's 13. But that's the one you still worry about because yes. he's got to go meet an entirely new group of people. And I think it's more the – it's like it's like going on vacation. The anticipation of the vacation is better than the vacation sometimes. 
And the anticipation of Christmas is better than Christmas morning sometimes because it's here and gone. It's like, wow, right. all that stress and planning for four hours or whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with moving. You get used to stuff. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very nerve-wracking for me. Oh, yeah. It's the, the build-up. The other thing it does is, like, let's say you did that. You you pick up the family and you move, and they're reluctant, but they go, they do it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could complain and ever go, I don't know why this job is not what I thought it was. You could never say that. Um, be- unless you're going to tell them we're heading back and well, they'll yeah. be happy about it. We're going back. That, to me, is like... So I went out with friends. So, so a few years ago, me and a few of my friends, we went out and played golf. We had like a, I want to say, maybe a 9 a.m. tea time, but we were out the night before, and then we got up in the morning and went and played golf. And then we were going out with the wives that night. So we were out to like 2 a.m. We did, we did top golf the night before. We were out to like 2 a.m. Then we played golf at like 10, Got home at like three, took showers, and then we met at the restaurant. I remember at like five thirty, and a couple of them were like falling asleep at the table. And I remember the wives were pissed, and I'm thinking, guys, you can't do this. You can't go out, then go play golf, and then be dead. Like you have, you're not allowed to complain now. It's very similar. Very similar, yeah. Like you better be up for it. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, did you see uh, any stories, Jerry? This is a new UFO story came no. out uh, yesterday. It was not on the front page of the Post. It was not. Or which the is, New York uh, Times. Which is interesting because I did watch the video of this one, and I watched some of the explanations. This was from the vi- the video just came out of, of of the. It was over a marine base of in California. Yeah. In 2021, and it was so it's two, it was two years ago. It was like April of 2021. Uh, so they have these lights and all these things, and the Marine dudes are out there commenting on it, like wondering what it is, all this stuff. But if you Google UFO and hit news, it's like the first okay. thing that comes up. Well, I hope so. Well, it looks pretty cool. But again, yeah, like I need more. Like what, the, oh, No real news is covering it. No, because no one believes it. I don't know. This looks very believable. It looks very much like, uh, which was a very famous... UFO sighting in 1997, the Phoenix Lights, they call it. A mass UFO sighting. Mass UFO sighting. A mass UFO sighting is anything over 50 people reporting it. So they had all these things, and it's military people also reporting it, which uh, they they have more credibility to uh, to the to the American people. Yeah. If Marines see it and say it, it means something more than just some schmuck out in Wisconsin or something. I think it's Russia. You think it's Russia? I think it's the Russians. If these friggin' Russians are over here with UFOs spying on us. Who's my guy? He's the MythBuster. He and he gives scientific proof. Like he knocks down a lot of these. Oh, is things. that right? Yeah. Well, I, this one just this video just came out yesterday, so I don't know if he's uh, myth busted it already. I forget the guy's name. Oh man. I still need to see actual aliens. Like I need a video of aliens. Let's go. I hear you. And yet you haven't, have you? No. So if you just Google, that's the cool thing about when these new UFO stories come out. You just Google UFO and then hit news. It's like, and all the articles come up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to check because this guy was a guest on a radio show. Oh, the radio show you listen to sometimes? Sometimes. On the overnight on WABC? Yeah. And this guy, they would they went over a whole bunch of different things that are out there. Yeah. And he explained, and he, I mean, takes you through with science and evidence oh, is that and right? explains like there have been certain um like the, remember the one over the water remember that one over the water and the and the pilots were like I don't know what that is but yeah he, yeah he explained that oh yeah what did he say I don't remember mm-hmm. but he explained it um uh, very easily I'm going to try and find this guy's name cuz I want to see uh he's got a podcast too and or he's on a lot of podcasts and they address these things often I'd rather have a guy convince me that it is a UFO I don't want a guy talking well, me out of UFOs. Well, it's still a UFO because you don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, but I, I, I want a guy to convince me it's aliens. I don't want a guy convincing me it's not aliens. I want the but aliens. why do you want the aliens? I don't know. And what wanna... if they want to come here to destroy us? Well, then I don't want the aliens. But I only want the aliens. That's not the way it works. Yeah. It I, we're getting so close way. now with, the, with all of these UFO stories. We are getting close. I think it's always been out there. But I'm saying, like, now I feel like we're now we're getting somewhere, Jerry. I think it's the internet. And as our phones get better, because right now it still sucks to take a picture in this of like a lights in the sky in the dark. It still looks terrible. It's yeah. like everybody's taking all these pictures of the moon. 
you know, people are like, oh, look at the moon. Like the moon pictures always suck. The one last week were pretty good though. The ones that were orange. Yeah. They were pretty good. Come on. But they also said one of the new phones is is using AI when they it knows you're taking a picture of the moon. It's using images of the moon with your live photo. Really? Yeah. One of the Samsung phones is doing this. Hmm. I have a Samsung phone. Mine ain't doing that. You have any interest in an Anna Nicole Smith documentary? Not really. Yeah, I I did watch it on Netflix. I was thinking it was going to be... For whatever reason, I like would put her in the same category as Pam Anderson. Okay. Although they're re- once you see the Anna Nicole Smith story, you know that they're completely different. Like I actually think Pam Anderson is a smart woman who okay. uh, has a um, a good heart and a head on her shoulders, mm-hmm. and was just known for being sexy. Yeah. Even though, but I but I think she's a normal person. Okay. This Anna Nicole Smith was out of control from, like, her crazy childhood, which the childhood is not her fault. She had crazy parents. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was pretty wild because they had a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, home video-type footage. Right. I think it's worth checking out if you're the type of person. It doesn't seem like something you would like. Yeah, I'm good. But for those listening, if it's uh, if you're, like, kind of uh, behind-the-scenes celebrity-type footage, it was interesting and sad at the same time. Sure. She died at the age of 39. Her son died from a drug overdose, and she does have a daughter whom I did Google afterwards. The daughter is only 17. Okay. But seems to be living a very normal life in a small town, which was also good to see. Well, good for her. She doesn't seem to be caught up in celebrity or that sort of thing. You do feel bad for the kids in those cases. Yeah, especially her son that ended up dying from a drug overdose. He had a, a wild life because she was having a wild life, and he was just a kid. I couldn't imagine. I really couldn't. Yeah. Just and I just dealt with something like this with friend with with my son's friends. So yeah, it's just it is just horrifying. Yeah, you know. So I feel but that I'm, was even well. That was an accident. That wasn't even sure, like you know sure. the mother's correct know, crazy life doing in the their own child. That's always weird. It's all of it's bad when a when a parent's life is so out of control yeah. that it affects the kid's life. Yeah, agreed. That is very true. No, I'm not. That doesn't really interest me all that much. Yeah. I could see that. I, got I also feel up. like I've seen documentaries on E about yeah. her life. I'm kind of good. Yeah. You feel like you're covered and you probably don't need to know anymore. You know what I'd like to see? A documentary on for real? Yeah. I would love to see a real, and maybe they've been out there and I've never seen it, but now in this day and age if we need content, content, and yeah. some of the programs are really very good and detailed, I would love to see a real documentary on two people, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe. I think I would be really interested in those two. Because Marilyn Monroe is fascinating to me. And Sinatra, with the supposed ties to the mafia, right. his career, I would love to see something. Now, they're years removed from walking yeah. on this earth. I would love to see something. Yeah, the problem is is that not only are they years removed. You're right. All the people that have Most their, of them. That have the true stories about yeah. them are also removed. That's true. That's true. You stinks. can find older people that are still around. But then yeah. again, the memories probably aren't as great. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But those are, yeah, definitely fascinating people that we, especially I think Marilyn Monroe is somebody we, I feel like we know more about Frank Sinatra because he was a singer and from New Jersey and. Well, also lived into the 1990s. Yeah. Oh, he did. Sinatra? Yeah. yeah. I think Sinatra died in 90, I was, I would say 96 maybe. Did Marilyn Monroe die young? She must have. Yes. Let me Google her, When Jerry. did Frank Sinatra die Oh, lo- later I said I said mid nineteen nineties nineteen ninety eight, Sinatra. So how about this? Marilyn Monroe died in nineteen sixty two. Yeah, she was. There's and 40. there's and there's thoughts that the government had something to do with that with Marilyn Monroe. Well, because because her Kennedy situation. Yes, exactly. Don't Man. know if that's true or not, but that's out there. What's interesting too is I brought up this uh, Anna Nicole Smith thing. She was fascinated with. Marilyn Monroe, Monroe yeah. and like was That's what made trying me think to do that look. That picture with the white dress that yeah. she wore. She was trying to be a Marilyn Monroe type of look. And she also at the end got very heavy, correct? She got very heavy. And then her career got rejuvenated when she went with this this drug loss company and over oh, yeah. the um it was one of these over the counter like weight loss weight loss pills, but she like went was eating nothing, drinking nothing, and just eating all these pills. And she lost a ton of weight mm. and then came out as their spokesperson. 
And so then people were interested again because here she was. She was out of control. And now look. But then she went right back into drugs and shame out of control. Yep. I always love any type of situation, Jerry, where a, a corporate company tries to tries to do something um, in sort of the social, I mean, what is social, what do you call like Awareness? A, yeah, like social awareness stuff, and it backfires on them. I this always isn't about this. the Dodgers again, is it? It isn't about the Dodgers, but it's in the same okay. situation. It uh, has to do with the LGBTQIA plus situation. So, you know, uh, a, a couple weeks ago, Bud Light had put on their can a, yeah, then, uh, and then Miller Lite, you told me about that story, right? And then Mil- well, well, Bud Light did it for LGBTQ. They put uh, Dylan Mulvaney, I think was the person's name, a trans activist on their can. And the, the Bud Light, some of the Bud Light drinkers got upset about that and boycotting Bud Light. Then Miller Light put out a commercial about uh, how they apologizing for uh, degrading women in the 1980s when, oh, they had, right. that's what it was. when they had bikini models and all of their TV yeah. commercials and their print ads. Uh, well, now Target is a uh, similar situation that the Dodgers were in. They tried to do one thing for the LGBTQ community. It backfired on them, and then they apologized, and now they're getting backfire back from backfire and apologizing. What did Target do? So this Here's is a situation. They should do. Sell products. Yes, that is what Target should do. So Target is removing now certain items from its stores and making other changes to its LGBTQ merchandise ahead of Pride Month after backlash from customers. So they put up a big display in their Target stores. Some of the customers were very angry about this and were getting into fights with Target employees about it. So Target said, okay, listen, our bad. We're going to remove some of these items. So then, because... So let me get straight. They put out the products. People are angry. They remove the products. People then from the LGBTQ groups are angry that you are now doing what the other group says. So among the items that they've removed that uh, people were angry about were uh, swimsuits uh, that were, quote, tuck-friendly. Women's swimsuits that allow trans women who have not had gender-affirming operations to conceal their private parts. And uh, people were upset that these were in the stores where the children, Jerry, can see them. So now Target's like in the middle of this chaos now because they removed those, and then the LGBTQ uh, uh, community said, why are you now removing these? Why are you bowing to what they said? It's a ba- Target's got themselves in a battle, and people are upset about Target now. I'm with you, Jerry. I would just be like... I'm just not, I'm not putting anything out about anything. I'm just having my target clothes for everybody and anybody. I'm not pointing out, I'm not even going to say this if I'm target. Here's the men's department. (laughs) I'm just putting the men's clothes out. I'm putting women's clothes out. I'm putting children's clothes out. I'm not saying they're for any particular religion, sexual identification, uh, anything. I was to be like, here's the clothes. This is what I would call it, Jerry. Clothing. <laughs> you know, they go toys. Yes. Electronics. Yes. Clothes. Clothes. Because yeah. you're going to piss somebody off. You ever do food shopping at Target? Yeah. Yes, yeah. They actually have some good items. They do have some good items. They have produce. Yeah. Um. They have you know, all your go. They have everything, to be quite honest. They really do. They have like a full snack aisle. They have a full coffee aisle. Yeah. No, I, I like a, a huge cereal aisle. Yeah, a huge aisle of just yeah. like granola bars. Yeah. No, it's Target's a... The problem with food shopping at Target, as I have found in the past, you either got to go at 8 o'clock in the morning or you go at 10 o'clock at night before they're going to close. Yeah. Because people are in there shopping for everything. Those yeah. lines can be... Yeah. And if you're sitting there with food, you look stupid. Like, I have found, like, I'm in there shopping for food. Meet them. I got a mom behind me shopping for school clothes. The person in front of me is shopping for TVs, and there I am sitting there with the ground turkey. Right. <laughs> it's stupid. It does feel weird. It, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't and seem right. The Target by me, which I can't stand. Target used to be one of the best places to where they would have a million cashiers. You never had to wait long. Yeah. And this one put in six self checkout things. And now they have like one or two people working the cashiers. There's always a line, so I don't yeah. go. Any, I actually don't go anymore. Yeah. I 
Here's where I go these days. I go to Coles and I go to Dearborn. That's it. I don't go anywhere else. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I go to the stop and shop for mine and I use that scanner yeah, in yeah. the beginning. Then, so then when I go to checkout, it's just a quick mm-hmm. checkout. But, like, I see people going to the self checkout. It's always a problem. But it's a mess. Always. And there's only one person there to help you. Right. And everyone is going off. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Wait for assistance. Wait for assistance. Yeah. I went to, uh, I got a car, CBS. A couple weeks ago, before Mother's Day. And I got a couple of things with Joseph for Kim. And, you know, I go up. I never usually use the self-checkout because I feel like I'm putting people out of work. Yeah. We go up there. There's no cashier. I'm like, all right, guess we're going to self-checkout. So I go, first card I click, red light goes on. <laughs> I'm like, all I did was hit the, the scan on the card. And I'm sitting there like, uh-huh, this is awesome. And the woman I was in the bathroom, I don't know where she was. She came out and she did, 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 did. All right, you're good now. Okay, thank you. Next card, red light on. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. She goes, yeah, we have problems with this one. I'm like, well, then get rid of it. Yeah, go on. Or how about this? Hire someone. Yeah, it's really weird. It's terrible. Really, is, it's terrible. Right, they have, especially in those, like, what we would call the drugstores, like CVS or Walgreens, they have, like, one person doing everything. It's like, let's say yeah. you let's say you, you need someone in the photo department. Oh, that's also the cashier They're up front. They're also packing out the yeah. gallons of milk. Yeah, and they'll look over, like, oh, you need to check out because I'm, pa- I'm I'm putting gallons of milk in the fridge. Uh, Jenny, could you put the condoms down and please help out the woman with the photos? And then when you're done with that, come check out this person with her laxatives. It's yeah. crazy. Yes. I know. I know. They don't hire enough people. Or they can't get enough people, right? I actually feel like. What do you think like, it is? I feel like Walgreens specifically, uh, as lo- this is pre-pandemic, before there really was a worker shortage, which has been since the pandemic, yeah, let's be honest. For sure. It was always in Walgreens. You would, if there was no one at the counter when you walked in, they were packing something out. And then if you went up to the counter and there was no one there, you had to sit there and wait until they rec- they saw you on the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And they'd put their, their stuff down. They'd come running over. They'd do it. They'd start walking back. Oh, here comes someone else. They got to. Walgreens has always been like that, where they don't have a dedicated counter person. Yeah, which I you're right. They were, yeah, they were always uh, stocking shelves. Always. Hmm. All right, Jerry. That's I think it. we've solved some problems here today. I don't know which ones, but I don't think any actually. Uh, let's do the warm up show. I did that with CeeLo. We'll be yeah. back here tomorrow, Thursday. We're going to do the same thing. CeeLo and I will have the warm up show. Jerry will host with Geo, and then Jerry and I will do the post game podcast. Until then, so this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The home of Brooklyn Nets basketball is WFAN. The Nets are in the Big Easy to take on the Pelicans. 7.50 tonight. It's good for KD. The fan on 1019 FM and the... What the hell is this? I blame Tommy. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't sun. Well, hello there. Good morning. Welcome to the warm-up show. I had no idea that NBA Nets season was still going on, but evidently we just ran a probo. Somewhere in Westchester, Evan Roberts in the middle of the night is getting moist. Yeah. I'm going to let Craig, I'm going to give Craig Carton a heads up on that and say, I don't know what your boy Tommy did at the end of his show here, but it's definitely, definitely screwed us up. 
Good morning, CeeLo. How are you? I'm great, Al. How are you? I'm you doing big pretty good. Middle school hero, you? Oh, yeah. I went and talked to Colonia Middle School yesterday. How'd that Very go? Very odd. Not well. <laughs> the now, problem I missed is, this during the show. This was supposed to be a surprise, but then the cat was out of the bag. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it was exactly. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I went to my old middle school. I talked to some students about what I don't know. <laughs> the thing I like about the radio is... You talk into a vast wasteland. You have no idea if anyone's yeah. paying attention, if anyone's looking. When you're in front of actual human beings looking at you, it is very intimidating. Or they're not looking at you. Or they're looking not looking anywhere at you. but you, or yeah. their eyes are closed, or they're you're looking a, at you, their phones. You teach some courses sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's very tough. I'll tell you, it can be a humbling experience yeah. very quickly. Very so, humbling experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that yesterday, and uh, Jerry accompanied me, and Mr. Eddie Scazzeri accompanied me. Yeah. They fed us, which was nice. They gave us some lunch. At least you had some, some pals with you, a little yep. support. They had my uh, 1982 and 1983 middle school yearbooks out, which was pretty cool. By the way, both years I wore a Dallas Cowboy-related shirt. Did. Sure. I remember I purposely... I purposely would wear my cowboy gear when it was picture day. Yes, you know I did this. I, mean? I had same thing, gear. right? I believe I had a Tiki Barber jersey on in one of my middle school is that right? uh, yearbook pictures. That yep. is some wild stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's cool to look to like what kids wore for photo day because it was either like what team you were representing or what band you were representing. You like, did you wear a Leonard Skinner <laughs> uh, shirt, concert shirt? Did you wear a Rush shirt? Did you wear, as I did in one of my grades, an Ozzy Osbourne t-shirt? So it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool to be back now, there. Now, where'd you go to high school? Colonia High oh, School did? as okay. well, yeah. Right. That was Colonia Middle School. Passed right by there on the way to work this oh, morning, yeah. right on the par off the parkway. Oh, yeah. Colonia yeah. High School? Yeah. Sure. Oh, it's a, it's, it's quite the, they have a huge, you know the thing that kind of stinks, though? Eric Legrand went there, too. So it's like we were fighting for a celebrity. That doesn't stink. Well, That's I'm a just good saying. Thing. It's good to be the only famous person. Oh, wow. Like Eric Legrand went there now, too. Now I'm, I'm splitting my celebrity That's high school it? status. It's you and Eric Legrand? It's me and Eric Legrand. Wow. All these years, you would That's think right. somewhere along the way. No. Somebody else. Nope. Just nope. me and Eric Legrand. Right. Well. Two people who inspire others. Me That's, and Eric. That's right. We're both in different inspiring ways, of in course, very different ways, yeah. yes. But yeah. we, both, we yeah. both aim to just inspire others and make lives Happier. Yes. That's well, I'm glad you're able to do that for those uh, young children, young uh, young adults. Yes. So we'll go with that. Not children. Young adults yesterday. I put on this uh, Mets game yesterday. I remember CeeLo was here. I was saying I wanted a Pete Alonzo, Dave Kingman-esque, let's put one out on the street. You did. You said a lot of stuff yesterday. You I talked a that. lot of trash. You, you know, it's going to be a big winning night for both teams. Yep. You got Sanga going and Cole going. So you're going to have to, I think you're going to have to send Aaron Judge a little gift basket or something today. Because he... if not for him, <laughs> it would have been an 0 for tonight. Well, first of all, I don't know why Kodai Senga didn't pitch, but he's pitching tonight Yeah, now. they pushed him back. You got to push back. Well, he's, these Japanese guys come over and they're used to not the five-man, five-day rotation. What do they over. get? Usually it's like once a week. Oh, really? So I think by pushing him back. It then allows them to basically give him his usual amount of okay. rest. So he isn't quite adapted to that yet. Well, I know Tyler McGill stunk it up yesterday. Yeah. What did he well, give with, up? Six runs yeah. total, but four four of them earned. I would imagine that that was something he like. We didn't find out about it obviously until yesterday. I'm assuming he knew about it before. Tyler McGill. Yeah, because they had the day off, so it's not like he pitched on short rest or anything like that. They had a day off Monday. It'd be great if he was just like in his locker room and it was like, you know, 7 30. They're yeah. like, oh, by the way, you're pitching tonight. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> Why aren't you out there warming up? <laughs> and watch I, out for the birds while you're warming up, too, will you? I ate candy all day long today. Yeah. I'm not prepared to pitch. But so I was hoping for a big Pete Alonso home run onto the streets. Close. Now, Pete did hit a home run, but I don't know when this happened. They added more seats out there in Chicago. Well, he also. And thus, the rafters are. The, the stands go higher than yeah. when I last looked in 1988. That was a much shorter, uh, m many less seats out there in left field. It was also, but it wasn't dead. It was more so, did you spill some coffee A little there? bit. It was more so left center field, just off of like the center field. It wasn't, you know, no, the Pete, straight. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm saying, what, it, even before he hit okay. the home run, okay. as I'm eyeballing just this ballpark. Just in general, looking yeah. at the layout. Yes. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. My ball in this ballpark. I said, when are they at all these seats out here in left field? Yeah. It's going to stop some balls from going out on the street. Well, the ball he did hit out traveled Monster. about 435 feet. Yeah. So, yeah. He crushed it. 
So I almost had, listen, I had uh, Pete Alonso home run. It was not on the street, and the yeah. Mets did not win. We did get an Aaron Judge home run, and the Yankees did win. So I was, I feel like I was yeah. at half and half. Cole wasn't great. Judge bailed you out. Garrett Cole was not great. The old hanging 0-2 splitter from the uh, Orioles closer. Yeah, I did see that you uh, you were mentioning that that was a very poor 0-2 pitch I mean, to pitch to Aaron Judge. You might as well have just walked it up there for him or put it on a tee. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, had one Yankee angry. He goes, this you're so negative. That's your only takeaway from this. I'm just like, it's one observation. It's I mean, he hit the ball over the fence. I always thought a 1-2 pitch, you put that right in the dirt. This was an 0-2 pitch. I mean, an 0-2 pitch. Yeah, yeah. Like an 0-2 pitch. Well, you that's just... normally where the 0-2 splitter is supposed to be yeah. located. So that's what made it a poor pitch. Just throw that 0-2 pitch right in the dirt and right. hope the dude goes swinging at it that Started he's nervous. at the knees. Yeah. Drop it right down. I might even just roll one to home plate if I was a pitcher and I had an <laughs> 0-2 pitch on uh, Aaron Judge. Bounce one up there. Yeah, bounce some guys. one up there. I think Ichiro did it. Vlad Guerrero uh, Sr., I believe, did it. Or at least, like, give me a high and tight something. Not think, right down the middle of the plate. I think Vlad Guerrero might have homered off a pitch that bounced, if I recall correctly. I, you know what? Now that you are mentioning this, I do recall something. It was like cricket. Yeah. Like in cricket, you hit the ball off of a bounce. Yes. And he was a guy a that bat. would basically swing at anything. But had yeah. outstanding play coverage. Or in this case, ground coverage. I, uh, there, when I used to take the train out of Metro Park train station in New Jersey... There's when, a, when did you do that? Uh, to go my, where? Uh, to go to WNEW and okay. K-Rock. And not, wait, not working. No, so fans. 16 yeah, yeah. years ago. Got it, got it. I would take the Metro Park train. There's a large Indian population yes. in Metro Park I, area. I some often take the train for Metro Park, so I know what you're speaking of, yes. So they used to have cool advertisements for like the these um, satellite packages for uh, entertainment specifically aimed at... Uh, Indian people living in America. Okay. And they used to have all this cricket stuff. And I thought, why? Like, I should start a cricket league here. Yeah. I've got a built-in audience. There probably is one, I'm sure. And then I did nothing about it. Of course not. Too much work. I had an idea many years ago, which I also never did, which was, again, I grew up in, like, Colonia, Isolin, Edison, large Indian population. Yeah, right in that Metro Park wheelhouse there. Yeah. So I had thought way back then... This was before even Blockbuster was a thing. If wow. I open up a store that and I get all my videos from India and then I rent them to people living here that don't have access to that, right. what a great idea that would be. But, and you didn't follow through on that For one. For years, I did nothing. And then one <laughs> opened and I was like, they stole my idea. How would you have gone about getting... That I don't know. See, that's the thing. Now we there's the internet. To these were VHS, VHS Yeah, VHS tapes. tapes. Yeah. I don't know how... That's the thing. Well, now there's the other. That's what I mean. So... Now I would be able to do it. And I even well, had this... now. I'm saying back then. Like, how would you have efforted getting that product? I don't know. That's probably why I never did it. Where do you anything. start? Yeah. Right. My idea also was I would sell a lifetime membership. And then when I was going out of business, sell all the tapes. And then I have the lifetime memberships. And I could then sell all my videotapes. As I go out of business. Because I knew eventually you go out of business. Okay, but then how do you... You can't keep lifetime memberships going if there's no if you're out of business. Right, what I'm saying, though, but you sign up for a lifetime membership hoping for the best. Right. And you're feeling like you squeeze a little extra out yeah. of them. I had a lot of business ideas that I didn't follow through with because they were just <laughs> ideas like that. And I was a kid. I could... Where was I going to get money for rent? And where am I getting videos from India? I had no game plan and no one was helping Small me. Small business loan. <laughs> no one was willing to help. <laughs> I'm just saying, I saw an opportunity there, just like I see at Metro Park. I love that it's specific to uh, their audience. Their community, yep. And I think it's all, like, there were Indian game shows, cricket, all these things that I had no idea even existed. You didn't know cricket existed no, until I didn't know Metro you could, Park? I didn't, <laughs> no, no, I was aware the sport existed. Okay. I didn't know you could get a, like, direct TV or whatever package Got it. Got it. for that. Yeah. Interesting. I was always trying to I wonder what be a businessman. I wonder what they're doing about that now. Do they have like their own streaming service that they can get access to? I here? would think so. Yeah. I would think everything's open now. Hmm. You know what I mean? Everything's worldwide. Oh, he needs the internet. Whether you're Swedish and living in America sure. or American living in India, all things Australian. Are now, yeah, everything is available to everybody. Throw it out there, yep. 
Yeah. You could probably even get uh, Mets and Yankees in foreign countries. Oh, I'm sure you can. And you probably don't get blacked out. We had, we've had we had a few callers from overseas over the years. That watched the Mets and Yankees? Yeah. yeah. That were like transplanted New Yorkers or Americans yep. that, that stay up with what's going on with the teams overseas, as overseas, they say. Overseas, yep. Yeah. Uh, also, yesterday, a squirrel got loose at the Yankee game. <sighs> and it was out. I think the it was. Critters this year. Yes, you're right. Birds dying, possums in yeah. Oakland, a squirrel at Yankee Stadium. It was running along, I believe it was the right field fence yeah, yeah. or the wall. Right. And I see this. I'm watching the the video of it this morning, and Paul O'Neill and Michael Kay are commenting, and they're showing it in slow motion. They're like, look at the people's faces because they were scared. And Paul O'Neill felt it odd that people were afraid of a squirrel. I would agree. You don't think it's scary to have a squirrel running – by you, it's scared. It's in a it's in a Yankee Stadium they where it live doesn't outdoors. live outdoors. They don't live in the Yankee Stadium. It's they scared. They live outdoors. Could be anywhere. You can get bit could be, by a squirrel. Could be at Metro Park. Come on, and now. then you get rabies. How many times have you ever seen somebody or heard of somebody or witnessed a close call of somebody getting bit by a squirrel? I will tell you this. This is, I was reminded of this when I went to the middle school yesterday. <laughs> there was a kid I went to middle school with named Paul Markman. Okay, and he had a scar on his forehead. Uh-huh. And we were told that he once tried to hit a squirrel with a stick. Yeah, well, the when stick you... Then, the squirrel then ran up the stick and bit his forehead. Well, good for the, good for the squirrel. So that could happen to Yankee Don't Stadium. be messing with the critters and the animals. Just leave them be. So Yankee fans... It's their environment. Very scared. What's to be scared of? Just leave it alone. It'd be fine. I guess the fear is that it 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 knows it shouldn't be there. Does it it's though? Sc- <laughs> you don't. You don't think the squirrels like holy crap? There's fifth. There's forty thousand people here, I and know, I shouldn't it be here. Wandered its way in. Should have just wandered its way right back out. Then I don't know how it's not, it got uh, out. It's not a flying squirrel. It didn't like parachute in. It jumped from that wall though. Okay, but I'm saying Pretty it entered up. the premises somewhere along the way. Yeah. And once you, I mean, it's a rather large building. It's loud. There's a lot of people, as you mentioned. So if it was really all that scared, I would think it would have done a. 180 turned around and uh, made a U-turn and got the heck out of there. They have such small brains. They have no well, idea. Well, there you go. So just they leave have it no be. no idea. Well, anyway, the Yankees were down 4 nothing and came yeah. back, which was cool. Why did Garrett Cole give up so many runs? Because this is... He was so great to start the year, and now all of a sudden he plays the Rays a couple times. Here come the Orioles. He's a he's a frustrating guy at times. Yeah. Well, they were there, but you're right. Aaron Judge came back, hit the hit the blast. Yeah, I mean, look, Cole's not going to be dominant every time out, but you know. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you about yesterday in the Yankee game. DJ LeMay, who did a strange, yeah, he bunted the ball right to the pitcher, yeah, and then the runner got thrown out at home quite easily, right? So what there was, was going on with that. I mean, it it certainly I mean, seemed, hey. I, I and I haven't gotten through all of Aaron Boone yet. I don't know if he was definitive about it, but it sounded it seemed like the implication was DJ made that call or move on his own. Like I'm going to bunt it right to the course, pitcher. And of course Boone, you know, have his fly. I, I didn't have a big problem with it. It's got his players back. Cuz once that happened, it was a blood was in the water. Again, people were ready to just hang Boone out to dry. And yeah. then judge gets the team off the hook. So if you want to say Boone or LeMayu or some combination of the two, Cole as well. And now it's all is forgotten. All's forgotten kind because of. the Yankees win. Yeah. You get Judge hitting the home run and then an extra innings. They they walked somebody to get to Volpe. Um Willie Calhoun, I believe. Willie Calhoun, yes. right. They walk Calhoun to get to Volpe, which yeah. is always the best. Then then you come through when they intentionally walk someone to get to you. Yep. Hits the uh ball to dead center. Sack fly. Sack fly game over. There you go. Got the ice bath from Rizzo and Judge as he was uh talking to Meredith on yes. Oh, is that right? Yep. She said, how's that ice feel? And he said, cold. Cold. It is feeling <laughs> cold. <laughs> and then the Mets. The Mets just looked like there was nothing going on there. They lost 7-2 to two out yeah. there in Chicago. They also were down early. The, yes, very early. 4 nothing as well. Tyler yeah. McGill gave yeah. up a lot of runs. Yeah. You give up a lot of runs, man. I, I'm, sh- there, I'm sure there was a reason from Buck, either pre or post game. I've not come across it yet. So I remember yesterday, the guys did quite a bit on Alvarez and He's yeah. the guy that's going to get options. And I gave all those stats about how he's been one of the best hitting catchers in the league for the last couple of weeks. So they're all, they come off an, an off day Monday. 
You want to tell me why Gary Sanchez has to catch last night and we don't get Alvarez in the game? <laughs> They're both right-handed hitters. I'm like, okay, maybe Sanchez has somehow has great numbers off Drew Smiley, who pitched for the Cubs last night. I looked that up. I think he was like 0 for 2. So that so was what the, the heck? What are we doing? I don't know. No one asked him. I'm that sure. Aware well, he's going to get a day off in the series. I'm like, I'm sure there's some fakakta reason, but just just play the kid. Come on, Andy Martino Come from on. SNY did a had a story out citing um, a veteran pitcher who basically said pitching staff's going to be very upset if he's sent down. If Alvarez goes down, yeah, yeah. and that yeah, he's, I did see that that he's well. been embraced in the clubhouse, love his attitude, work ethic, all positive stuff. So I just don't. I just don't understand the Gary Sanchez. Fine, they brought him up because he had an opt-out. They don't want to lose him right now because Nito's got the dry eyes situation and Narvaez hasn't come back yet. Dry eye syndrome. Yeah. He Which still I, has I'd dry never, eyes? I'd never. He's in a rehab assignment right now. All these weeks later? Or at least as of the other day he was. They're rehabbing his eyes. They're wetting no, them. No, he's reacquainting himself to you know Major League or professional pitching. In this I case, see. minor league pitching. He's getting like my, ready for Major League pitching. My eyes are wet again. Let's right. go see some major league pitching. Yes, both from a catching standpoint and a hitting oh, standpoint. All right, he's catching. Yeah, two sided. Can't have dry eyes. Yeah, and let's, catch and hit. Let's get Alvarez in there. Okay. All right, I'm with you. Let's take a quick break here, CeeLo. When we come back, I've got some. Uh, I got a number of Jets related items. A number, a number of, of Jets and, related. And there items. are some that are non Aaron Rodgers related, or they're uh, all. No, Aaron no, I do have. Uh, I have one, two. Three non-Aaron non Rodgers. Non How many Aaron Rodgers items do you have? I have one, two Aaron so Rodgers items. six or five, five items. Five jet items. Two of them to. have something to do with Aaron Rodgers. Three of them do Boy, not. We better get to this break then. It is going to be something else. Mm. Uh, when we come back, yeah, we'll do that. And then at the top of the hour, Gio will be here with Jerry Recco. Boomer's yeah. still in Vegas back Friday. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. After penalties cost them a win in Kansas City. Some things we got to do and clean up. The Giants have to focus on fundamentals and execution. It's never going to be absolutely perfect, but that's our job. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. All right, let me play a song coming out of the break here. And oh, this is what I want to Not only see. are they dated, they're just, they're cutting off. <laughs> they're, oh. Ex head coaches. We're having some problems with the uh, promos. and uh, So that Nets Pelicans one might have been from like. Couple Who seasons ago. Who knows? <laughs> so bizarre. So let's play this instead. As we're back with the warm up show. This was the top hit in 1983 when I was at Colonial Middle School. Cool, man. I wasn't born yet. You weren't born in 1983? No. Man, I was killing it in life already, and you weren't even born yet. My parents got married in 83. If it makes oh, okay. you feel any better? Not sure it does. It, uh, wow. I guess it so makes I, me feel older. It just made me realize, and their anniversary is in five days, and oh. it's, that's uh, 40 years. Wow. You get your your parents. I <laughs> probably should go get them something. You get them a gift for uh, <laughs> for their anniversary? For a round number like that? Yeah, probably, round number. Probably should do something, yeah. Something, I suppose. It's in five days. Oh, boy. Let's get to a couple of uh, New York Jets notes. Do you want the Aaron Rodgers notes first, or do you want the non-Aaron Rodgers notes first? I would first say let's do Rodgers the... first. All right. Because it's, you know, it's he's the most important name right now. Okay, and fair I think enough. they're probably the more obvious notes. I'm not sure what the non-Aaron right. Rodgers notes are, so let's tease that for so down the road. So the Aaron Rodgers note, the main one is that he suffered a minor calf strain, which a lot of people are saying, no big deal. He's taking a veteran day. This is what happened. As someone who's been a longtime Mets fan and uh, a fellow like Joe Beningo has been a longtime Jet fan, and what we saw of Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander this year, that did make me nervous yesterday to see Aaron Rodgers uh, tweaking a calf. Plus, uh, it was weird yesterday because I guess they did maybe like a walkthrough in the morning or something because they were on the field. There were There was pictures and footage and all that. Yeah. And then Robert Sala met the media, and then they went back. The media went out for practice, and that's when he was sidelined. So I guess they did like a two-session situation. But he was sidelined. He he said the thing he hurt his calf on was some sort of weird 
exercise they were doing, okay. which he had never done before. But what he, which he said something like, uh, I'm sure science shows that it does something. So it was something <laughs> weird the Jets had him doing with some sort of ball and something a calf. Something was new to him. He said it was something he had never done in practice. Keep in mind, this guy's been playing for like, I don't know, 30 years. Mm. And... He goes, ah, I'm sure there's some sort of science backing right. it. It's science. It's science. Yeah. I'll just go do whatever the Jets tell me to do. Well. So that makes me a little nervous because, I don't know, it just seems like when dudes come to New York, like Brett Favre played his entire career never getting hurt. Right. Comes to the Jets, hurt. I mean, it wasn't right away. No, they it wasn't were, right what, away. Eight and three. They were eight and three, yeah. but it was, it determined the rest of the Jets. It sure did. Season. And Eric Mangini, partially. Eric Mangini's uh, future or lack thereof with the Jets. Yeah, so I was a little bit taken aback by, although no one else seemed to be making a big deal of it. Because it's like the writers and such. It was May 23rd. I know, but this seems like the type of thing you could blow up into a a fake story. Yeah, but. Like I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. I'm 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 sure that was out there somewhere yesterday. If this was like day one of training camp, yeah. Maybe. But, but it's still, what, it's I thought this is training camp. camp. No, it's, mini an, camp. it's an OTA. Oh, OTA. They're allowed 10 of them. Oh. OTA means? Organized training activity, I oh, believe. Okay. Or off-season training. I think it's organized. I think organized, sure organized as well. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's the O. Because they had phase one and two of the off-season program. What and then you go OTA. Then you go mandatory mini camp three days in a row, which is usually like second week of June. And then it's summer vacation. For players, and I guess some coaches get some time off, and then they go training camp. Usually, report. Well, they're in the Hall of Fame game this year, so it'd be an earlier. Oh yes, maybe like third third week of August, something like that. OTA stands for Organized Team Activities. There you go. I'm reading from Bleacher Report. It is a term that was created in the legal jargon of the NFL's collective Mm, bargaining agreement. Legal jargon. I love jargon's a good word. To keep a close eye on teams' off-season preparations before training camp. Yeah. OTA. Yeah, they're only allowed to do so much, and before that, the the phases one and two, like there's rules on if guys can go out and do as much work as they want on the field. Like you're seeing a lot of Aaron Rodgers throwing to Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard, but like there's only so much the coaches I think can be involved in, and there's like no pads or hitting. So it's all like the the legal jargon. It's all built into the CBA for like player safety and health, so that. They don't get abused during the offseason. Aaron Rodgers also mentioned that his commute is only two minutes. So where do we think he's living? In some hotel somewhere? Uh, yeah, I was going to say hotel right on that main road there. Yeah, he's got to get into a house. I mean, he's love probably, to be his probably working on that, efforting that. Yeah. Get that settled by the time training camp rolls around. No, it's weird. I haven't heard or seen any photos of him like shopping at Whole Foods or anything. Like, Don't you think you would see him out and about? Or you think he's getting all of his meals at the Jets? He could be. He's you think two he's minutes away. Lunch, dinner. Why not? I mean, they're obviously taking care of full spread for the for the players. Isn't there a page six or something, some sort of reporter out in the New Jersey where we can know where is he going to dinner, where is he shopping? Maybe, Maybe they just haven't stumbled upon him yet. Yeah. Maybe they don't know what hotel he's staying at. Right. But there's like a, a couple of bougie sort of supermarkets in that area. Yeah. Florham Park slash Morristown. Yeah. Yep. Slash the, uh, Monc- the jet uh, facility is right on that Madison. It's yeah, Madison's Very there. Bougie town. Summit's not far away as well. Yep. Yeah, I think Rex Ryan lived in Summit. He did. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan lived in Summit. So uh, there, there are. I would, I would like to hear more Aaron Rodgers sightings because I want to know where he's shopping. Well, you're an investigative reporter. Why don't, you've got plenty of time in the afternoons. Is there a instead cr- of going home? Yeah, you go out to the jet facility. You get a little, uh, little stakeout. You just park the car and hang out and try and figure out which one Rogers is in, and then you follow him back to wherever it is he's going. You know what I like to do? Get yeah. a, get one of those uh, Apple Air tags and put one on Aaron Rodgers so sure. I know where he is at all times. I'm sure that would be easy to execute. No problem. It's like pat him on the shoulder, but put an Apple Air tag <laughs> like on Craig the did with R.J. Barrett. Yeah, yeah, like that shoulder <laughs> pat. But I, I I slap an Apple Air tag right. at him. Did I know where? Like, is there a crystal shop in the air? If I by the way, if you're a business person who's looking to open a business, open a crystal shop. Well, here you go. Here's your next idea. You got to actually follow through on this one. <laughs> Again, you open you a got small lots crystal of time sh- in the afternoon. If you open a small crystal shop in Florham Park, New Jersey, because you know he can talk some of these young guys into crystals. Uh huh. 
like, like setting the trap for a mouse. Rookie. Yeah, putting the cheese out. Like I'd get, I would, uh, I would get. Uh, what's the quarterback? Zach Wilson. He could be, definitely could be talking in the crystals. He's from Utah. <laughs> he is following Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Glowing report from uh, Robert Sala yesterday about on Zach who? Wilson on Zach Wilson handling this as professionally oh. as you can. He's a full on professional. It yeah. All right, what are these non-Rodgers notes you've got? Okay, a non-Aaron Rodgers note. Alan Lazard had to leave practice, and uh, people were wondering why, and he so he took to Twitter to explain. He, quote, just got hit in the gonads. <laughs> so nothing that. to report here. He wrote, wait, that's how he wrote he it, or that's it. your... No, no, he, he tweeted, gonads. quote, just got hit in the gonads. Excellent. So Love it, it turns out he'll be fine. Good. He's going to rub some crystals on his gonads. <laughs> And then he's going to be okay. So there were two very minor injuries to the new combination <laughs> yeah. of Rodgers to Lazard. Calf and a gonad. Calf and a gonad. <laughs> That'll happen. Uh, Rob Sala doesn't seem very concerned about this Quinn and Williams situation. Shocker. What do you mean? Uh, what's we he going to do? It's... Come out and sound the alarm? No, but he said, I'm not worried at all. That thing will get done. And he'll be here. Mm-hmm. Meaning a new deal. What's the downside of him saying that if it doesn't? Like, what's anyone going to do, realistically? Well, right now, Robert, I've... you told us it was going to get yes, done. Yes, that's but... what I would do. Okay, and what that's does that what... do? That says, turns And he out... could say something like, oh, you know, circumstances changed. We were optimistic. We were hopeful. Mm, you you said can spin was... that stuff. Well, By the way, for the record, I agree. I think yeah. it's going to get done. But, like, he's not going to be like, oh, I don't know. It's just uh, getting real nervous. It's keeping me up at night. Well, it's like uh, when Joe Douglas came to the Boomer and Geo Live event. And yeah. He said, Aaron Rodgers he's, will be here. He's going to be here. Right. Yeah. And if he didn't, we would all... Been pointing our that's, finger at him, said you told us Aaron Rodgers. That's would come a little in. different. This is very similar. No, it's not, because Quentin Williams either way was under contract for this season. He's a oh, member he of the, the Jets. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, They're he talk, just wants a new deal. He wants an extension, oh. just like Dexter Lawrence got one from the Giants. Ah, extension time. Yeah. Now I'd he like could, an extension. He could hold out and not play, obviously. Right. But he's he is prop not property is not the right word. He is an employee of the Jets. Aaron Rodgers was not until got the it. trade was executed. All right. And in my other non-Aaron Rodgers note, uh, Rob Sala said that the Jets are one of six to eight teams with a legit chance to win the Super Bowl. I did see that, yeah. I feel like there's six teams in the AFC that could win the Super Bowl. Maybe those are the teams he's referring he's to. He's just completely AFC. discredited the... Uh, Who would you well, put up there? he said six to eight, so maybe two NFC teams. Who would you put up there? From as the le- AFC? Just... In general. Si- give me six legit teams Six that could win the teams. Super Bowl. Well, obviously, I would say right out of the gate, you got to go with the teams that made the Super Bowl last Chiefs year. Eagles. Chiefs Eagles. You got to go Bengals. Bengals, Bills. I every I am over the Bills. I don't think they're all over that great. The Bills. They didn't look I, that great last okay, year. Okay, but they're still going to be I mean, they're still a legitimate threat, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay. How are they not? Just because they know. haven't I gotten just, there yet with Josh Allen? You ever hear Aaron Rodgers? He's in the AFC East right. this year. You said you give me the legit. legitimate team. So I got before we even considered the locals. Yeah. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Yes. That's three from the AFC. Perfect. All right. Eagles. I'm going to put the Niners in there. I would as well. That's five. Boy, he's right. Yeah. He's right. Did not a lot. Doesn't seem like a lot of time. I thought there would be more teams. Legitimate contenders. Legitimate contenders. What do we say? We had five? You had five. Hmm. I can't put the Lions there yet. Nope. You put and then we're putting the Jets in I'm there. I'm not now. putting the Vikings in there after what the Giants did to them. Would you put the Jets in there? I mean, you if you're to. looking for the next team, I would say the next like the next tier yeah. would probably be this is in not in any particular order. I would say the Jets, you could put the Dolphins in there. You could put the Chargers in there based on their roster, but it just never seems to go right for them. Didn't even go right for them when they had Dan Fouts <laughs> and Air Coriel. And then, you know, you could, if you want to throw Giants, Cowboys, Lions, mm. teams of that nature. Yeah. So I would say yeah, five, right. legit. I don't know. I He can say, obviously, that he feels the Jets are in, the, in that yeah. conversation. On paper, the Rodgers edition should help, but, like, there's a lot that I've got to see before I'm going to really get on board. Playoffs, short playoffs. Yeah. But Super Bowl, mm. I didn't yeah. tell you that was a weird that the <clears throat> that Charger team never made it to a Super Bowl. You had Dan Fouts, Charlie Joyner, Wes Chandler, yeah. Kellen Winslow, the non-perv one, right? 
Senior. Senior. Mm-hmm. Chuck Muncy running back. They had some really – they must have had a terrible defense in those years. Maybe they did. When they were, uh, they were slinging the ball But that's been their the MO place. forever. Like, think about the Phillip Rivers era with LaDainian Tomlinson and Antonio yes. Gates. They didn't get to the Super Bowl. How about this, Chargers? Get yourself a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. out there. Let's well, go. Well, their head coach is, was, it, was the defensive coordinator of the Rams. That Brandon Staley is a defensive guy. Oh, is that right? That's correct. There yeah. goes that theory yeah. right out the window. Let's take a break, CeeLo. All right. When we come back, I've got a, uh, I got, I got a bunch of random notes. I'm not going to say I've got you a baseball note. I got a couple of different notes. Nothing that I would fit into one category. Wow, okay. You know what I'm saying? A little potpourri of items. And the first thing I'm going to talk to you about when we get back is a, a Netflix situation. Oh, boy. Very concerning. Okay. And then uh, Gio will be here with Jerry Recco in for Boomer starting at 6. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry is in for Boomer. This is the uh, Smithereens, CeeLo. And I bring this up because um, are you a Spotify person? Do you... I'm not. Okay. so I, I'm uh, an Apple Music guy myself. Okay. I don't know if Apple Music does this, but Spotify does this thing where it knows what you're listening to. So it'll sometimes send an email and say, this band you like is in concert okay. near you. All right. So... They keep sending me the Smithereens, but they're sending me a picture. Like, it's like, oh, the Smithereens are playing uh, in Asbury Park. But the one guy's been passed away for five years, and they're still using his photo uh, yeah. as, like, come see the Smithereens. And the lead singer is is Mr. Pat Denizio. He's passed to 2017, but... Uh, Pros and cons of technology, right? Yeah, they've got... I feel like they got to update that, but... that's, like got to be automated somehow yes. or it must be the main algorithm of some yeah, sort. they must grab the picture that is in the the main picture for when you go to the smithereens music page yeah and that man is passed but now they're sending it hey come see him in concert right misleading false very misleading false mm. advertising i was reading today though about this you know i don't know if you do this with family members but netflix is cracking down now finally they've been warning us for years password sharing in different households how are they cracking down? Well, I guess they're like able with an IP address or yeah, something. Yeah, they'll be able to figure out. Like Spotify geotagging. knows this. I tried to uh, hook up my Spotify at Gina's house. It knows. No go. They're like, no, this eh. is two different houses, you jerk. Try again. And uh, Netflix is going to do that. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yep. We'd have, uh, it's actually three households. Three households. Yeah. Mm. Yep. My my family, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and my in-laws. You all share one Netflix account. We sure do. Yeah, that is coming to an end. Great. You can add uh, you can add households for seven ninety nine a month, on top a, of on top of whatever you're paying, as yeah. opposed to doing a whole fresh new, uh, you know, account. fifteen dollars a month or whatever the heck it is. Okay. You got away with it for too long, CeeLo. Yep, it was fun while it lasted. It was. It was a good time while we it lasted. We knew this day was coming. We did. And here it is. We were warned. Yes. Now, I watched Netflix yesterday with no problem, so I don't know when this is kicking in. Oh, why? You're in the same situation? Well, I ha- I, uh, Gina and I have uh, same. one Netflix account. Okay. Yeah, in two different households. But who's the leader on the account? Well, mm. interesting. It's mm. her email, but I pay. Huh. Interesting, right? So I wonder how they... Decide then. It'll be by email address. Email address. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's going to crack down. I was watching a uh, Netflix documentary. I finished it last night on Anna Nicole Smith, which was kind of interesting. Ah. It was pretty interesting. She led a wild life. Yes. What a wild life. Wild. Weird, wild stuff. I had I had forgotten a bunch of the stuff about her. I'm sure there's things I'm not even aware of. Yeah. But, boy, she was a good-looking gal. Sure, sure was. <laughs> yeah. In her day, as they say. Back in the day, yeah, definitely. She was only 39, though, when she passed. Drugs. This drugs will get you. Unfortunately, that's a long list of... Long list. Celebrities. And she had, a, she had a bad childhood and a bad adulthood. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that will do it. But here's the weird thing I didn't know about her. We know, remember, she married that really old dude? No. Okay, so she married like a ninety-year-old. Oh yes, now that you say, I do. A yeah, I couldn't tell you his name or what he looked like, but yeah, yeah I do remember that. Ninety-year-old billionaire she marries, and everyone thought she was, you know, trying to get his money off her. Sure. I didn't realize she had was in some sort of non-sexual relationship with him for many, many years before we all were aware of it. 
before they got married. Yeah, like it made it seem like she married this billionaire as he was on his. I mean, he was old, very old. They had a non-sexual relationship Correct. before they were married. So yes. What was the? It was a love relationship that was not sexual. Okay. And then she wanted half of his billions. She seems, did not get seems it. Seems like a bit of a long con. Yeah. It no, could have been. Sorry. Could have been. I shouldn't make that assumption, but yeah. I, I don't know. You know what? I shouldn't speak on it until I see it, but it, I would say that that sounds a little uh, little curious. Right. Oh, it was definitely My curious. My eyebrows would raise over that one. But I saw some home movies. She seemed to really love the guy. All right. Maybe she just liked significantly older men. Maybe. In a endearing, non-sexual sort of way. I'm Boomer He's much Boomer is much younger than that. Oh yeah, that guy by quite a bit. But anyways, a big court battle, and she and ended she up getting get nothing. Anything? Didn't get anything. Was there a prenuptial agreement situation? Um, no, but he had he had this old guy had written into his will that she was to get stuff. But so why didn't the, she get the anything? son? Made it seem like the 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 father wasn't in a position to make those decisions. How can you? Make that claim and have that hold up in court after he. Because when you're 90, dies. you could be like, my father has no idea but what he's doing. When he's will. 90. The I will know. is a legal document. I don't know. And there's no prenuptial agreement. Not as far as I'm aware. I mean, I think I paid attention when I was watching this. Sound, something's missing. There. Something's, something's missing. missing. Right. <laughs> well, I'd love for you to watch it, but you I, share I'll have a to get password. Back to you on that. Yeah, and right. unfortunately, <laughs> you will not be able to watch that. You get another anymore. eight bucks a month out of us. Yes, yeah. you will. I see the Rangers and Islanders are going to play each other at MetLife Stadium next yes. year. Yes. In Febru- February. February. I yeah. think there's supposed to be two games. I think the Devils might be involved. As two well. games. Uh, Devils Flyers. Devils, Devils Flyers. And okay. they're going to be back to back days in February. Okay. Little Rangers Islanders outdoor stadium series. I guess they're doing all around the NHL. I like the outside stuff. Yeah. In fairness, I was more into, you know, uh, Yankee Stadium and City Field. Um, and Maybe they're just trying to change it up. Or no, did they didn't do one at Yankee Stadium, did they? They did City one at Field. City Field for sure. And the Rangers played also, they played the Flyers down in Philly in the first one that they were in. In the like uh, 2012? In the baseball stadium yeah, yeah. or the football stadium? Uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Pretty sure. Citizens. Yeah, I you think know those what? are cool. Wow. I was just talking to Jerry about this yesterday about memories and how yeah. like I could rip off, tell you, oh, yeah, Bernie Williams at the walk off game 196. Your long term childhood. Memory. Yes. But meantime, the last 10 years as an adult. Yeah. No. We're getting too much information as adults now. Right. Which is we're running constant. out of storage space in yes. the brain. Correct. Which is why I couldn't even recall the lawsuit involving Anna Nicole Smith and her 90 year old husband. And I watched that last night, but I could tell you who the Braves infield was in the 1980s. Oh yeah, you rip I off go those right around the 70s. And I will 80s go names. right around the diamond. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they played at Yankee Stadium too. But you continue. We're going they to MetLife. Thank you, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> oh, we have to break. Okay, let's uh, take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have one more story for you. Then uh, Gio and Jerry at the top. But first. A, uh, a, a an Odyssey sportsman. Yeah, Amy. Amy Lawrence. On a team we talked about earlier. Who? Well, you got to guess. The Yankees. No. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. Uh, Gio with Jerry in just a few moments. I have a few more moments here with CeeLo. I don't always see the Celtics stayed alive, CeeLo. That's good news. With authority, yeah. No no sweep there. Nope. What do you mean with authority? Because they like won they by won like comfortably and looked confident. Points. And, you know, there's to with the other night it was uh the head coach, I didn't have him ready to play, and it was all these questions, and they could have laid down and died, but they did not. Man, I was hoping we were getting a sweep in every one of these series. That's the that that's the one that's we already got the sweep in the West. Right. And the NHL series are both still have a, a bagel on one side. Sweep city. Yeah. Now I don't think we're getting any more sweeps. No, you, just you broke think the both sweep. Uh, WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.